Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Is anybody excited about Jesus? How about the Holy Ghost? Has the, wh- where's the Holy Spirit at? Come on. That's good. It's good to, good to know that, right? Because if we don't know that, we might miss something that's r- trying to happen. Amen? Um, how many of you were either here or heard last week's message last Sunday? Awesome. I started what I think is a two-part message. Um, Last week I thought it was a one-part, and it became split into a two-part, and I'm not promising it won't split into three, but we'll we'll just see what God does. But um, uh, it's called the power of tongues, and wanting to talk about the, um, the power, the supernatural power of the gift of tongues. Um, I, I, I personally believe that tongues is probably one of the most underrated gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, it, you know, I, I talked a little bit last week about how, how you read through 1 Corinthians 14, and it talks a lot about tongues and interpretations of tongues and prophecies. And it, it kind of makes it sound like a person who speaks in a tongue is less than a person who prophesies. Um, but but a lot of times people read these things and they 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 kind of read into it maybe with the wrong context and it's not actually saying that that somebody who speaks in a tongue is not as as amazing as somebody who prophesies but it's more about distinguishing the purposes and functions of the giftings and I'm going to break into that a little bit today um, but before I get into my message. I actually want to have someone come up and share a testimony here in a second. You guys like testimonies? Do you guys like hearing what God's doing right now? Come on. Um, I, I know that probably everybody in here has at some point watched um, the service online on, on Facebook, and probably the, you, you probably interceded beforehand that it was going to be a full-length thing that didn't get chopped up because that happens sometimes, right? Um, that was a little bit of a joke. Dennis and I are joking, and Seth, we're, we're always trying to figure out how to make that thing better. But um, anyway, how many of you guys know that you can, you can actually, in a sense, lay hold of the garment of Jesus, the, the hem of his garment, even through a screen, all right? That, that you, can, you can actually receive what God's doing even when you're watching it on the screen. It's really about how you, how you position your faith, right? So... I want you guys to hear a cool testimony of something that happened by somebody watching it on live stream. And can you guys welcome Allie Fagan up here? This cool boots, dude. That's awesome. I like your boots. Sorry, I just noticed those. Step over here. I want you guys, step over here. I want you guys um, welcome her one more time. This lady's amazing. She's going to show you something that happened. Well, I was not here last week obviously, COVID, um, and realized I hadn't been here for like five weeks, really in here. I was either with the kids or whatnot. So 
I was kind of sad, but I was happy to catch it um, online. And I just told God, like, I just want to be a part of what's going on. Um, and so as Jesse was talking about tongues and was kind of inviting us into trying it, I just decided to try it. And I said, okay, Lord, I want to be a part of this. And um, I just listened to the words that were coming into my head and just opened my mouth. And it wasn't very loud, but I was just sitting there with my blanket, the laptop right here, and words I'd never heard of, um, never heard before, started coming out. And um, I kind of at first was like, did that really happen? Can that happen through a screen? And um, I guess it can. So I'm just going to trust it and keep, you know, having faith that God will keep uttering as I keep speaking. So. Yeah. So you literally received your prayer language last Sunday or whatever day you watched this service online. That's amazing, guys. Wow. She received a prayer language online. That's amazing. Praise the Lord. Let's give God a big shout of praise for that. Yeah. Actually, will you will you just pray just pray a general prayer just for anybody who's been been desiring that just for that to get ignited in them? Could you do that? We're not going to go into it right now, but I just want you to just pray for that. Sure. Yeah, God, thank you that you give and you give freely, and I just pray that um, anyone's heart who's wanting it, um, you just give them the faith to believe that they can and that you will. And as they open their mouth, I pray that you give and that they won't doubt in Jesus' name, but they will believe that it is you and it is a gift and they would just be thankful and, and keep boldly practicing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Thanks, Ali, for sharing that. Yeah, so I, I just want to declare to anybody who's watching online right now um, or if anybody ever is going to be, like, like it's, it's awesome to watch it, but it's a whole other thing when you actually, like, you lay hold of what God's doing by faith and you're like, I'm going to take this for me right now. And I, I just, I think that the potential of what God can do through the camera and online is huge. And I, I, I think that we probably need to explore what that looks like. So anyway, um, anybody excited about the Holy Spirit and about uh, Pentecost? Come on. If you, if you didn't hear my message last week, I do want to encourage you to go back because it was part one, and usually part two is built on foundations of part ones, and if you don't get the foundation, you might miss a key element that I might not hit today, So, but I am going to try to catch us up to speed. Um, two weeks ago, I, I, I think it was two weeks ago, I preached a sermon on, on cultivating open heavens, and, and I, I talked out of... Genesis 28, when Jacob had his encounter, he went asleep and had a dream. He saw the ladder, angels coming and going, and, the, and the, he woke up and he said, surely I've been in the house of God and I didn't even know it. And uh, we just talked a lot about how God is doing more in our midst than we probably see or feel. And we actually sing a song about that today, the Waymaker. Even when I don't see it, you're moving. Even when I don't feel it, you're moving. And, and sometimes God's doing way more in our environment than what we actually are, are clued into. But the Holy Spirit wants to activate our spirits and our senses to be aware of what he's doing so that we can actually get into the river of what he's doing. Amen? How many of you guys want to get into his river even more? Come on. And I, I just want to say, like, we, we all, I believe that we all would agree with this, but... 
God's idea of Christianity is not just um, it's not just rhythmic motions of of religion and and just doing our time and reading our Bible, praying our prayers, but He actually wants us to have encounter with Him, and He wants us to believe that the things that are written in the Bible and, and specifically the New Testament. <clears throat> He was laying the groundwork of what Christian life should be. And, and so, you know, we read Acts, and we read Acts 2 in the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell out on them, and literally Yahweh God Himself, in the form of Holy Spirit, who is 100% God, amen, right there in their midst, saturating them on the inside and around them, inside out, and, and just crazy, powerful explosive heaven coming into their midst right there in an upper room where they're praying. And, and from then forward, they were walking in great power. And, and so they, they lived lives where God is manifested in their midst and they're taking him everywhere they go. How many of you guys think that that's God's wishes and desires for your life too? Amen? And I, I want more of it myself. So... To me, like where I'm, where, where my heart desire is in these messages that I'm preaching in this season is I'm trying to stimulate faith and action by us, in us, so that we can put ourselves into this and become part of his game. Amen? Get involved with what he's doing so that we can actually have those manifestations in our lives. <clears throat> I'm getting ready to read over us um, Acts 1 sorry, 2, 1 through 4, that was the text that I primarily spoke on last week, <clears throat> excuse me, I, and I, I don't want to, this time I don't want to read it to us, I want to read it over us, all right, so I'm actually going to invite you to stand and put your spirit in on mode, <laughs> I want you to engage with faith with what I'm going to read over you right now. And I want to remind you what I preached on two weeks ago. The, the, the open heavens are a real thing. And we can either be the people who are functioning on our own abilities and miss the very God who's in our midst, or we can sync ourselves up with Holy Spirit and get in on what he's doing. And I just want to say that there's more going on in the spirit realm than our flesh recognizes. All right, And I'm not saying that your flesh is necessarily bad, but it can be completely ignorant of the spirit realm. And so right now, I want to, um, I want to call on your spirits, your spirit man, inside of you, because everybody has a spirit. Your spirit is the part of you that can become so in sync with God in the spirit realm. Okay, I'm calling on your spirits in faith to engage with seeing and receiving and experiencing what I'm getting ready to read over you because I'm going to read something that happened 2,000 years ago, but it was something that the Holy Spirit actually unleashed into the environment of his people, the church. All right? Are you guys the church? Yes, you are. And so you can actually experience the encounter of this, and I want to—I just want to declare this over us, and I want you to just—I want you to engage your your faith on each detail of this and see it 
as if it were happening in you and around you right now, all right? This takes faith, all right? And we walk by faith, not by sight. So it's a, it's a different realm than the, the natural realm. You guys ready? All right, get in your receive mode or whatever mode that you engage best with. Here it goes. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And so I, I just want to declare over us a spirit of unity, that, that we would be a people who knit our hearts together in one accord, and that we are a people who choose to gather into one place when we're able to. All right? That, that we're not a people who, who find reasons to not have to show up. I get it that there are reasons, but we're people who are proactively coming together in one place, in one accord, because we want what God does in that environment. And suddenly, I want you guys to see this with your spirits right now, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a, as of a rushing mighty wind. I want you guys to see this in your spirits, that the heavens became opened above them in that upper room, and, and heaven began to rush into that place. And wind is the, is the act of nature when, when there's high air pressure flowing to low air pressure, and it moves from one place to the next, and you feel it moving by you. That's wind blowing from high pressure to lower pressure. And heaven is the higher pressure, pressure place. Earth is the lower pressure place. And when the heavens open, wind blows. I want you guys to, I want you to tap in right now to the blowing of the wind of heaven, the ruach. The, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament is called Ruach. It's the, it's the Hebrew word, it's, and it's the wind, it's the breath, but it's the Spirit of the mighty God. I want you guys just in your spirit to, to believe that the wind blows, and it's blowing in here right now. Holy Spirit, we ask you to blow right now across this place and fill every soul with wind right now in Jesus' name. <clears throat> And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill this whole place. And Lord, move to those who are watching online. Do it in there just as if they were in this room with us right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, open the heavens and let the wind blow right now. In Jesus' name, fill this place, Lord. Ha <laughs> ha. Come on. And it filled the whole place where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues. Divided, everybody say divided tongues. As of fire. I want you guys to envision tongues of fire coming from heaven. Literally seeing fire coming down and setting upon each one of them. Come on. I want you guys to envision that tongues of fire setting upon you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was one time at BSSM when I was a student in first year, there's 800 people in that room and we were worshiping and the Spirit of God was in the place and my friend took a picture just to capture that moment and when she, when she saw the picture later, it actually had, you, you could look at it and see that on every person's head was a tongue of fire. You saw it looked like a candle wick over everybody's head. 
I saw that picture. <laughs> it's crazy. I was in there when that happened. And I'm telling you, there's more that happens in the spirit realm than what you might see with your physical eye. There's more that happens in the spirit realm than what you might hear with your ears or feel with your flesh. But if your spirit can be engaged with the Holy Spirit with faith and believe, there's more happening than you might know in the moment. How many of you love God and want more of Him? Come on. Come on. Yeah, we say that, and, and I believe that we want that. But we got to be willing to let Him come in the, in the way that He wants to move. Amen? Hallelujah. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to let the Holy Spirit fill you right now. Fill you fresh right now. Holy Spirit, that ruach wind of heaven, just blow into your spirit and your soul and your body right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just let Him fill you fresh right now. In the name of Jesus. And it says that, that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen? If you have a prayer language, let's pray in it right now for a moment. If you don't have one, don't you worry. I want you just to let the Spirit just fill you right now, okay? But if you have one, let's pray in tongues for a moment. And don't worry about what it sounds like. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks that it sounds like. Just do it in faith. Hallelujah. Engage your spirit. Engage your faith right now. And just while you're praying in tongues, I want you to envision the wind and the fire and the filling. Thank you, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My goal this morning is not to preach a good message. It's to get us activated in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll flow, and I ask you to stoke the fires up within us this morning. And take things to the next level in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Whew. All right, I want you to pause and I want you just to focus on his presence right now for a moment. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read verse 4 again. They were all filled. They were all, he didn't bypass any of them. They were all filled. He didn't just give them a little bit. They were filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Everybody say, as the Spirit, as the Spirit. gave them utterance. And I talked about this last week, and I said, I want you guys to stay standing because we're going to pray again here in a second. I, I, last week I was talking about this. It doesn't say that they all spoke in tongues because he gave them utterance. 
Because if it said because he gave them utterance, that could mean that he dropped this ability in them, and then he may or may not be present, but they can do the thing. They, they spoke in tongues because he gave them utterance. He could have just given them something and then separated himself. But that's not what it says. It says they spoke in tongues as he gave them utterance. And as is a right now present, I'm actually involved with it and causing it to happen. The ho- they spoke in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. That means that the Spirit that filled them up was actually flowing through them in real time, speaking His own language through their tongues coming out of their mouth. So what that tells me is that tongues is an active engagement and encounter with the flow of the Holy Spirit within you. Come on. You can, you can pray in tongues and not engage your spirit or your faith and miss something powerful and supernatural that God's doing right there through your physical body. But when you engage your faith with it, you can actually bring your spirit into it and you can fully you can, you can become fully involved with what he's doing as he's flowing it, okay? It's literally Holy Spirit talking through your mouth. While you're praying in tongues, it's actually a language that the Holy Spirit is speaking through you right now. So I want you, again, we're going to pray in tongues here in a second. If you don't have it, I just want you to listen to it, all right? Just listen. And, but if you do have it, Pray in tongues, and I want you to listen to the syllables and the word formations coming out of your mouth. And while you're doing it, I want you to realize, whoa, I'm literally listening to God talk right now. All right? Let's do it again. I want you to put your focus on the listening to it as you're doing it and just hear Holy Spirit talking. If, you're, if you can't do it and you're near someone who is, listen in and just listen to the voice of the Spirit speak right now. You, like, like if you, if you what, if, what if you were, you woke up in the middle of the night in a dark room and you heard you could, maybe you couldn't see it, but you heard an angel physically standing in your room talking in a language you didn't understand, and you, but you heard it. It's no different than what you're doing right now. Except this is better because this is the Holy Spirit talking, not an angel. All right? All right, listen to me right now. That's Holy Spirit. That's Holy Spirit. That's Holy Spirit. I have no idea what he's saying. He could give me the gift of interpretation, but that's not, I'm not focusing on that right now. All right? I want you guys just to catch the reality that this is the Spirit of God flowing. And, the, and Jesus said... 
If anybody's thirsty, let them come to me and drink. And by, if you believe, out of, the river, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And it's the Holy Spirit that flows within you. And there's a river that flows inside of you that's way more powerful than your flesh will ever know. But when your spirit, by faith, becomes engaged with that thing that's actually literally happening, it's flowing forth from heaven through your being. It's the Holy Spirit. And if you can believe that when you're praying in tongues, you're actually tapping the river and it's flowing through you. That is supernatural right there. Some people think it's foolish. That's because they don't get it with the Spirit. But, but it's supernatural. You can do it too. You can actually do the supernatural easy with a tongue anytime you want. Isn't that crazy? All right, you can sit down. You can sit down. Some people think that tongues is a gift of the Spirit that, and the Holy Spirit gives to people as He chooses. And so, that, so some people are going to be gifted with healing. Some people are going to be gifted with prophecy. Some people will be gifted with words of knowledge. Some people will be gifted with discerning of spirits and all the different gifts of the Spirit that are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. All right, There's nine of them that it mentions. Nine gifts of Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And, and, and it says that one of the gifts is speaking in tongues, and another one that goes with it is interpretation of tongues. And it says that the Holy Spirit gives these gifts as He desires to, all right, or as he, as he wills. So a lot of people read that, and they think that some people are going to have one, but they're not going to have other ones. Some people have another one, but other people will, won't have that. And I, and I get that, and in some cases, maybe there's um, experiential truth in that. However, I don't think that I'm going to say that I believe that's the case with tongues. And here's one good reason why. Because Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, he's commissioning his disciples. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, Jesus says to them, And these signs will follow those who believe. Who will these signs follow? Those who believe. Does it mean that they're going to follow those who he chose to give them to, but not to other ones? No, it says these signs will follow those who believe. So that could mean, that could mean anybody who believes. Anybody who believes, all right? It's, it's, a, it's a gift that is available to anyone should they choose to believe, Okay? And where does it start with these gifts, these signs that follow those who believe? In my name, they will cast out demons. Side note, in Christ, if we believe, we can actually drive demons out of people. You don't have to be gifted with the Holy Spirit gift of exorcism. No, it's actually the authority of the name of Jesus, all right? However, he continues and he says, here's the second sign to those who believe. They will speak with new tongues. Oh, they will speak with new tongues. So anybody who is a believer, and should they choose to believe that they can speak in tongues, it's available to them. So the gift of tongues is actually a gift that's accessible to any born-again believer. Hallelujah. That's awesome. And I said it's the most underrated gift because a lot of people think that it's the least of the nine gifts. And last week I, I made this connection with it, that if you want to rank it as less than other ones, 
okay, I'm cool with that, but don't underrank it below what it actually is because you might, if you want to put a dollar value on it, and I'm just making this up, like, a, like the gift of prophecy, I don't know, let's, let's not think of it like a couple thousand dollars, like, a, you know, that's cool, and, and tongues is like $150. No, no, tongues, or, sorry, prophecy, let's maybe consider that like $10 billion. $10 billion. Like we would why, would, why would you want to underestimate the value of a gift that God actually pulled from himself and imparted into you as a piece of him that he puts in you? Why would you ever want to underestimate the value and the power of a, of a portion of God himself? Elohim, Yahweh, putting his attribute into you. Whoa. When we, when we underestimate the value and the power of what God gives us, we will underutilize it and not steward it well. So if, if, we, could, if we maybe would measure prophecy and maybe healing of miracles, $10 billion, and, and, and you want to say tongues is the least, okay, it doesn't mean $10 billion on that and $150 on this. No, more, more like $9.7 billion, the value on the tongue. So, like, would you, would you decline $9.7 billion because you're holding out for the $10 billion? No, I don't think so. That, you guys get the point that I'm trying to say? It's undervalued, and I'm going to talk to you about why today. Anybody can pray in tongues if you're a born-again believer, okay? And I want to, I want to tell you guys a testimony of my life that changed my life. Some of you have heard this, but you, you're going to get to hear it again. And, and there's going to be some impartation and activation that you're going to have the opportunity to receive on this again, all right? And, and, it's, and this is worth about $7 billion, this testimony. So don't underestimate it. Take it again. In 1995, I went to Bible College, World Harvest Bible College. It's now called Valor um, in, in Columbus, Ohio. If you guys know who Rod Parsley is from TBN, it's his school at his church. Um, and, and so that was, I sat out after high school for a year, and then I went there for one year. And it changed my life. I was already like fully sold out to Jesus, already baptized in the Holy Ghost, already gung-ho about my calling, but I got grounded there in the Word, and I got grounded there in discovering um, how to access God's presence and the anointing for my life. And it was, a great, it was a great year. I lived in a dormitory. <clears throat> Guys, that, that school was crazy then. We had to wear slacks, button shirt, and a tie to class and tuck the shirt in. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> but, but you submit and you come with, you worship the Lord in the, in the submission through the pain of it, right? So the dormitory living there wasn't any better than that experience because you, you couldn't have a phone in your room, no TVs. There was, one, there was one room that was like a community room with a TV in it, and they let us watch it, I think, to watch a Christmas episode one time. Unless we were going to watch like TBN. That was the only other way we were allowed to do it. It was, it was really strict. 
but, but it was good. Sometimes, you, sometimes it's good to be in an environment where you actually have to submit to things and learn the value of coming under that stuff, right? So that you, it, it helps your heart posture. Get ready, because I'm about to start cranking that one up on you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <clears throat> but, but so in the dorm, um, there was a little kitchenette area. And I was working this one night, got off around, 10, uh, around 9.30, and I worked in the lumber department of a place that's kind of like Home Depot. And <clears throat> I was pretty exhausted this night. I'd already got there, had my dinner, and was hanging out for hours with the guys. Uh, it was getting like 11.20, I think, p.m. And I was getting pretty tired, and I, I was getting ready to go to bed soon. And I started talking to this guy named Adam who I didn't really have any, any relationship with yet. Um, but we started getting to know each other more, uh, learning that each other loves Jesus probably about as much as the other of us did. So we're like, all right, this is pretty cool. Starting to make a new friend. I already thought he was kind of weird because I, I had seen him outside like walking by himself in the woods and, and he'd, he'd put anointing oil on his hand and anoint himself. And I'm like, that guy's a quack. I don't think that anymore, right? But I did then. <laughs> I did then. All right? And, and so he was he's kind of a, oh, I think I actually saw him do that and fall out in the spirit once even. Like, <laughs> all right, that's cool. Maybe not. I don't know. I do think it's cool now. <laughs> I wasn't sure then. But so Adam started talking with me, and, and he wanted to start talking to me about the gift of praying in tongues. And... He started asking me questions about my prayer language, and I'm like, who's this dude? Who's this dude interrogating me about my gift? And he's like, can I hear you pray in tongues? And I'm like, I don't want to demonstrate my gift to you. This is personal. I didn't say that, but I'm feeling it. And, but I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me, like, go with this. It's not, it, this feels awkward. I'm in it. I'm like, huh. all right. And so I did it, uh, obeying Holy Spirit, not him. I thought this guy was weird, but I'm doing it. He's like, pray in tongues. I want to hear your tongue. And so I, I did it, and, I'm like, and I started just praying in spirit. It's like, not bad. I'm like, not, what? What, you're ranking my tongue? Most of my dialogue is in my head, all right? He's like, he's like, not bad. I was like, okay. And he's like, try it again. I'm, I did it again. Sheila mama recording mama sitai. He's like, all right. And he said, would you mind if I if I share with you something that I've been learning that I think might might be a powerful thing for you? Sure. And so he said he said that his mentor, his spiritual mentor, had been training him. How to, how to activate the anointing and the giftings in his life at a higher level. And so one of the things that he had been growing in was um, getting a little more intentional with how to pray in the Spirit. And at first I'm like, how do you do that if it's Spirit-led? But he, he started explaining to me that a tongue, a prayer language, is literally a language. And it says that in 1 Corinthians 13.1, it says that when we pray in tongues, that, that we're speaking languages of other people, like in other, other countries, or angels. So, and, and I don't know which it is, you know, but, 
But so it's a language that you might not understand. You don't understand it. Okay, you don't understand it, but it is literally a language, and every part of it has meaning. Okay, but it comes from the spirit. And so he was like, when you're talking in English, do you talk the way that you are just praying in tongues? And I, and I thought about that. No, I don't think I do talk like that. I don't think I do talk like that. No, that's not how I talk. <laughs> I'm like, where are, you, where are you getting at, Adam? He's like, you don't talk like that. That's not how you talk. You, you, you're, you're, your speech has rhythm. Every sentence is going to be a different length because, you, you know, when you're done with a sentence, there's that period at the end of it, right? And different, there's different lengths. And, and there's different fluctuations, and there's different moods in it. And, and so sometimes, like, you'll, you'll be talking um, higher because you're more passionate about something. Sometimes you'll be talking softer because you're feeling more gentle about it. And, but there's different ways that you talk. There, there's different fluctuations and different parts of, uh, parts of the sentences that are, have, have more pronouncement to it or whatever. He's like, have, he said, you... you should try to, to, to form your prayer language as if you were actually talking. All right? You guys follow me right now? And then he started telling me that, and, and then he asked, he asked me to practice that. All, all right. Some sentences are longer. Some, some sentences are short. Kitamanda. Jesus wept. <laughs> All right? Some sentences are short. Paul's sentences are long. <laughs> like five verses long. And that's a joke, a Bible joke. Um, but, 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 but there's flow, right? And then he started talking to me about how we need to learn our authority in Christ and that in the Spirit we carry authority and that we need to learn how to actually speak out, like make declarations, make, uh, make authority come forth, and, and sometimes there's boldness in it. And he said, listen to this. And he demonstrated for me. And he started going, Shandalabashikalamanda. And I was like, whoa, I felt like power coming off of him. Like when you do it, know that there's authority from God that you're releasing out and that, that things in the spirit have to shift into place and sometimes even come into obedience to Christ when you're releasing authority of what he's doing. All right? He's like, you try it. And it felt so awkward. But, but again, I'm, I'm submitting to Holy Spirit. So I tried it. And I could feel it felt different. I felt like I was actually tapping a power, an authority within me that comes from spirit. And I started engaging and speaking that thing out. And I was like, man, that, I, I did feel something different on that. I had to, I had to acknowledge it. Something felt different. And then Adam said, he said, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit is actually wanting you to take this challenge 
to, to go lock yourself up in the prayer room because there was one dorm room that's designated to prayer and you could, you could sign up for our slots and, and get your slot. He said, I feel like God wants you to, to go lock yourself up by yourself and pray in tongues for one hour solid, only in tongues, no English. And to do it, praying boldly and with fluctuation and kind of practicing how to do it in sentence structure, knowing that you're actually releasing authority with how you're praying it. I was like, hmm, that's, a pr- that's not a bad idea. And, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I actually think you're supposed to do it. I'm like, whoa, and Holy Spirit is reminding me. Remember what I said? I'm in this, and I want you to follow what this guy's doing because I'm doing something with you. I'm like, crap, all right, I guess I, okay. I said, I'll, I'll do it. I was like, I'm going to do it. And, and remember, by now it's about 11.45 p.m., and I'm about to go to bed because my eyes are doing this, but my spirit was charged, right? But I'm about to get to bed because we have school in the next morning. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. And, and I said, and he said, he said, when are you going to do it? I said, I, I'll, I'll try to get the prayer house or the prayer room tomorrow after school. I'm excited about it. And he said, no. Felt like the Holy Spirit's saying you're supposed to do it tonight before you go to sleep. I'm like, oh crap, are you sorry? <laughs> but the Holy Spirit's again, he said, I'm in this. I want you to go with what I'm doing. And guess what? I went and I looked at the chart and the room was open. All right? And so, and the Holy Spirit said, you're going to need a big glass of water. Because... <laughs> Your tongue is going to get dry. So I went and I fetched and I, I tucked my tail and I submitted. I'm like, all right, Adam, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And so I went and I fetched my clock and my tape player because that was before I, I became cool and got a CD player. And, uh, and, and, a, and a big glass of water. I went to that room and I turned the clock away so I couldn't see it because I knew that was going to be a huge distraction and I turned the light off, locked the door, and I, and I started pacing in that room. I put, a, I put an old Phil Keggy instrumental album on. It was awesome. But um, I played that, and I start pacing back and forth, and I start praying in tongues. And I'm starting to get into this, and I'm, I'm just pulling all the authority out of it, getting bold, and I'm going strong on this thing. And, and, man, I, I went hard, and I knew, I knew that I, this was going to be powerful. I knew that I was already probably about a good 25 minutes in, and, this, and I'm going to be able to accomplish this. It felt like a 40-day fast, though. All right? It felt like a 40-day fast. It, it was so hard on my flesh to constantly pray in the Spirit and try to do it strong. But I was about 25 minutes in until I t- looked at the clock and saw I'd gone for about four minutes four minutes. I was like, oh, Jesus, help me. And the Holy Spirit said, you can't pray in English right now. (laughs) All right. 
Turn the clock back, and I start going into it again. Felt like I was about on the third week of that 40-day fast. Pushing through this thing. I love Jesus. I'm going to die to myself. And he, and he kept trying to just help me to learn how to fluctuate. I, it took practice, but learning how to, how, like, and it's not, you don't just chop it up and just make it happen. The Holy Spirit knows what the sentences are. And so starting to learn how to flow with him and how, and how long the sentences are, what the mood of it is. And there's different moods, right, in the prayer. But lear, learning how to engage with the flow of the Spirit. And, uh, and so uh, it, it, was, it was sharpening my skill, my, my gifting. And, and I, I went, and I was like, I know I'm probably just about wrapped up. I looked at the clock, and I, it was about 33 minutes in. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Stop praying in English, Jesse. Because the, the, you know, I was supposed to not talk in English. It was an exercise. So I get back to it, and I keep going. But at just a few minutes more in, I started feeling something changing inside of me. I started, my spirit started actually becoming the primary sensory of myself. Because before I was doing it by striving from my flesh, and I, but I, I kept doing it and I started feeling this shift and my spirit started rising up inside of me. And, and when I started noticing the Holy Spirit rising up inside of me, I started tapping a grace for it where it started actually feeling enjoyable. And then the more I tapped into that, I started realizing there's this river of living water inside of me that I'm drawing from, and it's coming forth, and I'm starting to feel saturated by the Holy Spirit. And I'm feeling Him flowing through me. And, and now I'm getting to this place where I don't even feel the, the flesh and the drag of you know, this exercise. I, as a matter of fact, I started feeling Holy Ghost energized. I started feeling the anointing re, like resonating and reverberating and flowing through my body. I, I started feeling power coming forth from the language that I was speaking. It was crazy. And, and now, now I'm like, I'm going to do this. I, 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 can, I can finish that hour. I know i got about 20 minutes left, and I looked at the clock, and, it, and time was up. Because something shifted where time started not feeling like a drag, but started feeling like the flow of the river of life. Come on. And I realized that the, sometimes the power of the tongue, you're not going to experience it until you push past the, the restrictive feelings of the flesh that doesn't want you to keep doing it. And, and I, I'm flowing in the river, and I'm like, God, I think I want to do this for another hour. And the Holy Spirit said, well, actually your hour's up, and I want you to stop. So that became a new conflict to me because I wanted to keep going. He said, he said, I want you to stop, and I want you to sit down and be silent now. And I sat down in silence, but I want to tell you what happened. He wanted me to stop after I had, re after I had been stirring the Spirit in that room through me, and I stopped and I felt that river flowing 
through me. I, I literally felt like a river was flowing through my entire being, just gushing through me. Physically felt like that. Spiritually felt like that. My spiritual senses were on. I could feel God's Shekinah glory in the room. My ears became open, and I could hear clearly in the Spirit. My spiritual eyes were open, and I could actually discern where there were angels in the dormitory and the sneaky demons. And I was in the presence of God. Have you ever been in, a, in one of those above-ground round swimming pools before? I, have you ever been in those and you start, you're inside of it, and you start walking in circles on the outside and you just keep going for a while? Have you ever done that before? It's pretty cool. Because when you do that, you start walking in circles. You start actually creating a current in there that's spinning. And you just keep going for a while and you start, it's, it becomes like a whirlpool. But then when you do that and then you stop, you feel all that water rush right by you. And it, you can just feel a current that you created. I felt that in that room. So praying in tongues and engaging my faith and, and crucifying my flesh that did not want to be doing that. And I went past the point of where my flesh was comfortable and kept putting, putting myself into it. It stirred the, the heavens in that room. The river of living water was flowing. I could feel it flowing through me. Isn't that cool? It's amazing. And the, the thing that's cool about it is that the more you understand the power of the gift that God's put inside of you of tongues, and the more you use it, and the more you engage your faith and your spirit with it, the more you're going to start unlocking things in the spirit realm, and your, your spiritual senses become heightened and more tuned in all right it's powerful and and it's it's like i was saying about how there's more going on in the spirit realm than your flesh is aware of and that's why we live by faith not by sight because our sight misses the things of god but our faith can actually see into the realm where god is and we can engage with that tongues is a gateway to the spirit realm All right? Tongues is a breaker anointing. But I don't mean just flippantly like, Shina mama kariadvosa. Oh, prayed in tongues for the day, I'm good. I'm talking about like you put yourself into it until you engage with that river that's in there and you, and you, you get in it and you let it flow through you. You can actually get in the spirit and start shifting the atmosphere around you just by praying in tongues. It's a powerful, powerful gift. Amen? And, and, the, and the, after I experienced that, I, real, I've, I learned by experience how powerful it is. I started making it a normal practice in my life to start praying in the spirit on a regular basis. And if the prayer room was, was busy from someone else, sometimes I would go to the laundry room and pray in the spirit until somebody brought their laundry that they had stacking up for a month. And I'm out of there because I don't want to be doing, I'm trying to have privacy, right? 
So then I'd go and find a closet to pray in. Sometimes I'd go in the bathroom and hide in a stall and pray in tongues or whatever it might be, but started just really going after this thing. And I, I learned that, you know, in, in Hebrews it says that, that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And when we really, we really embrace this thing and we put ourselves into it, there's power in it and God shows up. Amen? All right, now let me move on. Um, I know that some people have issues with people praying in tongues in the public at church like you just saw me do and you guys did. And some people think that that's not biblically okay if there's not interpretations of tongues that come with it. All right. And I, I want to speak to that for a moment because I know where that comes from. And it's true in the context of what's, what it says in 1 Corinthians 14, that is true in that context. But I think people don't understand that there's different contexts for tongues, all right? And, and so when you know what the context is, it changes the rules, all right? So some people have a problem with, with people speaking tongues on a microphone in front of people without an interpretation. But there's a distinguishing of types of tongues, okay? The, in, in 1 Corinthians 14, I'm going to jump in the scripture here in a moment. But uh, there, there's tongues that are prophetic utterances, messages to the people that, that are, would be equivalent to prophetic message from God to the people. And, and when it's a prophetic message to the people, it says in 1 Corinthians 14 that Prophecy is meant to edify the church, all right? So when there's, when there's a prophecy to the people, there needs to be an interpretation of tongues. Otherwise, nobody understands any of it. But, but there's also another use for tongues that's not prophetic utterances to the people. It's prayers to God, all right? It's a difference. Who's the audience of who the message is for? Is it to the people? If it's to the people, then it needs to have an interpretation which combined makes it a prophetic utterance. If it's to God, it's not a prophecy to the people. It's a prayer to God. And guess what? He understands it because he invented the language. All right? It's different. It's different to prophesy to people or pray to God. All right? You guys get that? Um, the, 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 the benefits are there's corporate edification that's a benefit and that one needs to be in the language that people understand there's also personal benefit that's where you get strengthened and that's for yourself not for them so they don't need to be listening in on your edification all right and I want to say this too because I know that it's a common thing that people have a problem with somebody praying in tongues on a microphone in front of a crowd without an interpretation. Totally get it. I had at least two people mention this to me last, from last Sunday, and I knew that was going to come. I was planning on talking about it, but my sermon got split into two. All right? So I'm hoping to clarify it right now. If you think about the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit poured out on the people, and tongues of fire landed on them, and they all began uttering in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance, right? Was there anybody 
who had the gift of the interpretation in that scene? Or was that a Holy Ghost hoedown revival meeting where people are praying in tongues together? Because they were praying in the Spirit in tongues with no interpreter and getting totally wrecked by the Pentecostal outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Come on. They, they didn't need the qualification of an interpreter for that to be a legitimate encounter with God. All right? Now, somebody's going to say, well, what about what it says afterwards? Because it says that there are people from all over the world there, and they heard them uh, speaking utterances in their own languages, so there was the interpretation. Well, let me ask you this. Was that a gift of the Spirit of interpretation? Nope. They heard it in their own language, and that was actually after they were getting jacked up on the Holy Ghost, all right, together. There's a corporate prayer of tongues stirring the fires of God in the upper room. They didn't even know if there's going to ever be anybody who heard it in their own language. They didn't know that. They were just doing what the Spirit was doing. Amen? You guys all right with that? All right, let me read a few verses in, in 1 Corinthians 14. Um, to get where I want to, where I want to take us on this, man. There's more things I want to say <laughs> than what I think I have time for. All right, First Corinthians thirteen, the the thirteen chapter is the love chapter, and it starts off and it says it talks about if I pray in tongues and I don't have love, it's worth nothing, right? If I prophesy, it's like a resounding gong if there's no love in it, all that stuff. But in verse one, it says that when I speak in tongues, I'm speaking with the languages of men and angels, all right? That's an important thing to know. You're literally praying languages of men and angels, all right? You go over to 1 Corinthians 14. If anybody really wants to understand this stuff, I want to encourage you to turn your Bibles there with me. 1 Corinthians 14. <clears throat> You guys, I'm going to ask you just for a few more minutes, please. 1 Corinthians 14, starting with verse 1, Paul says this to the Corinthian church. He says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So let's just stop there and know that when you speak in a tongue, you're speaking to God. All right. He's not disqualifying this. He's just distinguishing the purposes and functions of them. So the prophecies to the people, tongues to God, okay? So he who speaks in a tongue is not speaking to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. When you pray in tongues, you are declaring mysteries to God. Mysteries. That's amazing. Declaring mysteries to God. Do you guys like to speak mysteries? You don't even understand them because they're mysteries. It's beyond you. It's beyond your comprehension. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to who? To men. All right? Prophecy is speaking comfort, exhortation to people. All right? It's a word to the people. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Some people read this who don't get it because they've never done it, and they think that that means tongues, that you're being more selfish if you're focusing on it. No, no. 
Yeah, if you ever want to be selfish, be selfish with this one thing. Get more of God in you. All right? It's actually a good thing to, that you want, you want more for you. Get more of God. All right? And this says that speaking in tongues edifies yourself. And he who prophesies edifies the church. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be edifying yourself because you should edify the church. Do both. Edify the church. Edify yourself. What does edify mean? It means to build yourself up in the most holy faith. It means, it means building yourself up, getting more strong, more powerful, all right? All right? You guys all right? Or are you thinking of Shonies? I'm going to change that to Denny's because there's no Shonies around here. He who speaks in a tongue edify. Everybody say that. If I speak in tongues, I'm edifying myself. If I speak in tongues... I'm speaking to God, and I'm declaring mysteries. Come on. And then he goes on. He says, I wish you all would speak in tongues. Oh, okay. So you all can? Yeah, you can. I wish you all would speak in tongues, but even more that you prophesied. Just so you know, I'm not trying to negate prophecy. That's going to be a whole other series one, one month sometime. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues. There's where people get that idea. Oh, it's only worth 150 Nope, it's worth $9.7 billion, all right? He who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets. All right, so th this is where he's talking about interpretation needs to be with it if it's a message to the people. It would be foolish for me to stand in front of you guys and stand here and speak in tongues for a long time and, and at you, all right, speak in tongues at you, and there's no interpretation, and you're just watching me do it. Like, I, I did have you watch me a while ago, but I want to distinguish that too. It was to demonstrate something to help you learn for yourself. It's not just saying, hey, look at me. I can speak in tongues. All right? That's because I'm trying to demonstrate something to you that's powerful so that you can lay hold of it and exercise it for yourself. It's a, I'm trying to train and equip on this, all right? So that's different, but if I was just standing here talking in tongues at you, it's worth nothing to anybody unless you understand what I'm saying. So that's, what, that's the differentiation of this, okay? So let me, let me move along here. For, uh, move to verse 14 and 15. Paul says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Oh, let's stop there for a second. When you're praying in tongues, your spirit is praying. Wow. That's powerful when your spirit's praying. It's a good thing because he said it edifies you. It strengthens your spirit, okay? You're, when you pray in tongues, you're pray, you're, your spirit is praying. But he says, but my understanding is unfruitful. All right, so he's talking about being able to understand it. He doesn't get it. What is the conclusion then? Oh, let's not pray in tongues anymore because it's not in the language I understand. No, that's not the conclusion. The conclusion is... I'm going to pray with the Spirit, and I'll also pray with the understanding. The other translation says this like this, I'll pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with my mind. Okay? Praying with your mind means you comprehend it. All right? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with understanding. Has anybody ever sung in tongues before? It's a pretty powerful moment. All right. Skip down to verse 18. 
By the way, I've already decided that this is actually going to go to a part three. <laughs> I had no idea that tongues was going to take so much of our weeks, but let me tell you, it's worth it because it's worth about at least $7 billion for you guys to hear this, all right? All right, verse, chapter 14, verse 18 and 19. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than y'all. <laughs> He's like, you guys don't have anything on how much I speak in tongues. Why would he speak in tongues more than all the other people? Because he knows how much it edifies his spirit man. All right? It strengthens his spirit. And Paul was one of the most anointed people besides Jesus to ever walk the face of this earth. And, we, and, and it kind of set a mark, a watermark of what could be possible for us. And he was a man who walked in great power and anointing and authority and wisdom and revelation and encounter and transformation and building of the church and seeing strongholds fall down to Jesus everywhere he goes. What was one of the keys? He prayed in tongues on a regular basis, more than anybody else. Come on! It, it's a, it, there's a strength that comes in it, okay? Where was I at? Verse 18? Lost my page. Verse 18, all right. I thank my God I speak in tongues more than y'all. Yet in the church I would rather speak five words with my understanding than, that I may teach others also than, than 10,000 words in a tongue, all right? And then he closes out that chapter by saying, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. All right? It's so important. All right? So there's the distinguishing of the purposes of tongues and prophecy. It's you're speaking to God or you're speaking to the people. I just wanted to clarify that. If anybody ever gets freaked out, oh, Jesse, he, when he grabs the microphone, he, he gets things decently and out of order. He... He prays in tongues, but he doesn't have interpretations. Well, I'm actually trying to help you guys to understand the power of a gift that you already have in you, or at least it's available to you, all right, that you can ignite in you and tap into the spirit realm at greater levels. I want to tell you that whatever measure of anointing and spirit realm activity your life has, there's more. There's more, and then whenever you reach that next place and you're changed from glory to glory, guess what? There's more. There's more. And tongues is a gateway to the spirit realm. You actually literally have a gift of the spirit in you that you can get into an instant encounter with what God, with what Holy Spirit is doing right now, praying in tongues as He gives you utterance, the flow of the Spirit, that river of living water flowing through you. You can be listening to what God's saying. Your spirit is praying to God, speaking mysteries. It's powerful. It's powerful. Praying in tongues releases breakthrough powers. Are you guys all right? Is anybody? <laughs> oh, my Lord, help me, Jesus. All right. 
Are you guys all right? Are you sure? All right. Do you guys want another hour's worth right now? I'm just kidding. That'll be part three. All right. Cool. I'm excited. Now I know what I'm preaching about next Sunday. It's good. I already got my notes. <laughs> I kick back and sip a Coke and do nothing for the whole... I'm just kidding. That's not, that's not what we do. All right. If you guys... If you guys want to activate, I, I want to do something before we close out, all right? Um, I want you guys to stand up. I, I had a different way I was planning on ending, but since I'm not done, I'm, I'm not going to go there right now. Thank you, Lord. All right. I, never, I honestly never thought I was going to be preaching on tongues more than one sermon, so this is interesting to me. But, but I think it's God, and I think, honestly, that you, that you can kind of interpret that from God, that, that this is kind of important, okay? I think it's the most underrated gift. I think it's, mo- by most people, probably highly underutilized. And, and there's encounters, there's breakthroughs, there's rivers f- to flow that are ready to be tapped into, Okay? I want to ask you guys to join me in praying in tongues for a few moments. Remember Acts 2, they did this in the upper room, right? Without interpreters. (laughs) We're going to do that for a few moments. Pray in the Spirit. I want you guys, I want to invite you to to exercise asking Holy Spirit to help you formulate real type of sentences like, like there's different lengths, there's different fluctuations, there's different moods. And ask Holy Spirit to help you identify with that and start praying with boldness, with authority, and great strength, okay? Let's do this for a few moments, and, and then we're, gonna, we're just going to check our spiritual senses, all right? So go ahead and do it, and listen to Spirit flowing through you while you're doing it. And do it boldly, all right? Boldly often means there's more strength, more volume. And, and if you don't have a prayer language, I want to remind you of Ali's testimony that it's available to you and that it can flow and you can actually receive it, okay? And, and I want to remind you that the power that I felt in it came when I passed the awkward stage, all right? So I'm good with awkward sometimes. Just press in. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Praying in tongues shifts atmospheres. Let's go a little bit more. Put your energy in it. Thank you, Lord. A little more, a little more. Kill am I, kill am I, kill am I, kill am I. Heron or Shandi, the man in the Morstandaha. Hero Korabas, the Kirieta. Harota, Sarota, Sarotas. Hera Masandoron, the Morbi, Aratara, Calavo, Ramonas, Sakarana. Thank you, Lord. Nella Bola Lava, Rabosati, the Bacarana. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, now stop, quickly stop, and just, let, just feel with your spirit for a moment. See if you can feel the, feel, feel the, the, the whirl, the whirlpool. <laughs> feel, feel the current. I want to see your hands if you feel something different in your spirit after doing that. <laughs> Look around. Keep your hand up. Look around. You guys feel something different? That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Imagine doing the one-hour challenge. I think the Holy Spirit is going to put that challenge on some people. And, and I want to I invite you to do the one-hour challenge, one hour of tongues only, boldly declarations in the Spirit, one hour solid, get your water bottle, one hour solid, push past your comfort zone, push past when you want to quit, go longer. Go until... You fulfilled the amount of time, whatever. Maybe the Holy Spirit will tell you a different amount of time. But do it and do it strong the whole time. And then sit down and be quiet and just observe with your spirit and see what you sense. I think some people are going to have some pretty crazy experiences. And I want to hear about them. Putting that out there to you. Is anybody encouraged right now? You have a gift that can enter you into a supernatural encounter at will. Anytime. Kira mambroshatai. I just encountered Holy Spirit. He's flowing through me. I'm choosing to. He's a river. I'm the valve. I can turn it on or off anytime I want. I can always let that thing flow through me anytime. That's crazy. Like he literally gave you an instant encounter that you get to choose when to turn it on and off. Isn't that awesome? All right. I love you guys. I bless you, Holy Spirit. I pray for encounters for everybody. 
I ask you, Lord, to strengthen everybody in their spirits. I pray that you will ignite people in the anointing, Lord, and baptisms of the Holy Ghost. I pray that people will experience the river of living water like they've never experienced it before. Whole new levels. Changes from glory to glory. Lord, make us your glorified servants, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bless us this week. In Jesus' name, amen.